you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, you're good. That'd be shorts weather in Canada. You sound just like a Canadian. They're built for the regular season. They're a well-oiled machine. I think the 76ers are going to overachieve this year. In my humble opinion, also, if you haven't heard, Jason Tatum 6'10". On wax for the world to know. Oh, man. Honestly, guys? I just don't think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid work together. You sound like a girl who's scared of love. I am a girl who's scared of love. It's theirs to lose. Dallas Mavericks finish with the two seed. You know how high I am on Dallas. Believe it or not, I had the Warriors at three. Ooh, wow. If Clay was playing, absolutely. Top three, top two. Oh, I think we can all agree on that. I think they're a high ceiling, low floor. I went with the Spurs at nine. Ooh. Oh, okay. wow. Wow. Really? Wow. None of us picked the Rockets. I'm going to make a joke because I am a glutton for punishment. You're just a masochist, bro. That shit was bonkers. I'm not going to do what y'all did Alonzo. Yeah, his shot looks great. Lamelo's is puke. I'm so hot. Um, that's why they call him the Marvelous the Chosen, bro. They gave Lowry and DeRozan every opportunity. But it's a new day, gentlemen. Because the bright future suns are finally fucking here. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cherry Stripe Commentary. Yes, you have heard that right. The Cherry Stripe Commentary is being recorded on a Tuesday after recording on a Sunday. We are trying to get the content out there before the playoffs start. Uh, we've got a special announcement at the end of a preview of what we're going to be doing Sunday. But today, Trey was hot and bothered by players that just are beefing with each other and have no problem doing it out in public, atting each other on Twitter, falling, like being assaulted on the court and talking trash with teammates, our ex-teammates. You didn't even ask how I was doing. You just jumped right into it. I'm doing well, by the way. That was next. That was next. How are you doing? You're right. We skipped over the Jimmy Butler thing on the last pod on accident. Mm -hmm. And then I figured we just hit that when we did like, you know, our next show, whenever. And then this Bradley Beal, Kent Bazemore beef started popping off online. And it's just, I love, I love how close we get to see these interactions these days, thanks to things like social media. And it's just, wow. I, I really think for those who don't know, Kent Bazemore made a joke about how, um, Basically, Bradley Beal hurt his hamstring trying to keep up with Steph Curry for the scoring title. Bradley Beal did not take kindly to his injury being joked about and tagged him on Twitter, basically calling him out for being bogus for joking about his injury. And Kent Bazemore's response was, I was just joking. I I don't want the smoke, basically. And then Bradley Beal laughed at him. And that's that was it. But I really... The back and forth between them and the uh, vitriol between Wizards fans and Warriors fans going back and forth right now because of it. It's just it's really fun to to see the fan bases carrying this late into the season. And a lot of that interest is being driven by the narratives and the storylines that are created because of things like this Twitter beef. Absolutely. It's it's hilarious. Like I. If I was Bradley Beal, I'd be doing the same thing because for most of the year, everybody was discounting all the points you were scoring and that you were leading the league and everybody was like, yeah, cool, good stats, bad team. 
blah, blah, blah. And then Russell Westbrook came back and they started gelling. And now they're in the hunt to potentially get the eight seed. They're in reaching shot if they play out the season perfectly, but they're in the play in for sure. And Bradley Beal's been leading the league. Yes, Steph Curry's been doing what he's doing with Golden State. But Kent, Kent Bazemore, I where did he say this? Was this on Twitter? He said that. Um, I'm not. I don't know where the quote originated from. Yeah, because um, wherever he's saying it, depending on because he's saying that he was joking, and it's like, well, it all depends on the medium that you were using and how you did it. Like this, straight up in on like Twitter or like in print, doesn't look like you're joking. It looks like shots fired at Bradley Beal, and I commend Bradley Beal's comeback to him. And especially Bradley Beal's been doing what he's been doing this year. You know, he's been playing and carrying the team. Kent Bazemore has been on the sidelines, you know, rocking some underarmers. Right. Who are um, you? To t- who are you to talk to me? <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a second me, unit guy. To me, uh, I get the joke. It's not. A, it's not necessarily a great one. A, a great one. Uh, but if you're saying it out loud, I can hear where it would be considered a joke. I can also see mm-hmm. where Bradley Bill would read it and be like, "Man, that's shitty." I understand all sides from this. Like I said, it's just it's just good theater. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good natured beefing storylines. No, you know, it's they're not going to get in a fist fight on the court. They might be a little extra chippy, but it's it's what. It what's it's what makes basketball fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's it what makes the NBA fun, especially like maybe like on some plays they'll play some defense. This will this will make them check up and do different things. Like Marcus Smart does it, but he's not, you know, he gets beat on it. And Marcus Smart <laughs> is just doing that to everyone because Marcus Smart has never met a human being that he likes. <laughs> I, I I would love Marcus Smart if he was on my team. Yeah, and speaking of guys who play defense, like Jimmy Butler is the same oh, way. And he yeah. loves to talk shit while he does it. And that went viral the other day. Him, uh, he told Kat, you're soft as baby shit. Uh, I already punked you once, uh, was the quote. And then Kat fired back, why don't you go call Rachel Nichols? That was an amazing comeback. Which did not get any any play on – it got so little play on social media. I didn't see ESPN or The Ringer or anybody else talking about Cat's comeback. Amp stepped in when they asked him about it after, after the game because Amp is the ultimate alpha for that team and the alpha they needed. And Cat was happy to let him do it because he just doesn't – Cat doesn't care. And – Jimmy Butler calling Cat soft when he's the one where you can go look at the video of Jared Vanderbilt touching him and Jimmy Butler flailing to the floor like a dead fish or go watch his acting job against the Knicks where he's laying on the ground like he just got shot and then he looks up and like winks at the camera. Jimmy Butler, to me, in this situation, he's like he's like that asshole like if you're wearing the mask and you're doing what you're supposed to do and that that guy who's in the big pickup truck and he drives by and he calls you a snowflake and you're sheep and you're like man why are, why are you so bothered about what I'm doing and for cat to come back with jimmy running his mouth at him even more cuz Jimmy, they they were teammates. They didn't get along. Mm-hmm. They had the practice situation. Jimmy Butler goes to Philly, doesn't work out there either, and then gets to Miami where he finally finds a place he can fit in. 
this was two teams ago. Why are you why are you still bothered by this? Was kind of Cat's mentality. And for him to have something ready to go about how Jimmy Butler wanted to be such wanted so much attention and wanted everyone to know his business that he called Rachel Nichols to do a sit down interview. That's just the perfect cheap shot for somebody like that's like someone call. Why would Jimmy Butler call cat soft and all this shit when he's when he's the one flopping, flailing around, acting like a drama queen Mm -hmm. is where I was at with it. And I, I, Jimmy Butler played for Chicago. I love Jimmy Butler. I love his attitude. I just think in this situation, Cat got him, and it's not being respected enough in the beef world that is the NBA universe. Everybody heard the shit that Jimmy said, and it was funny, but I just feel like Cat's just cut to the core. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was just fucking surgical. You're exactly right. It's, just like, sir, it, let me let me say that again. It was just surgical. That way, I can cut the fucking in case I'm going to send this out in a clip. How did it start? Did Jimmy Butler just start going at Cat during the game? I never picked up on that part. Uh I didn't see what initiated that that part on the start. They had been yeah. guarding each other a little bit in the okay. plays before, like getting switched on. Sure, sure. So it was just it was just your regular it, trash talk in the in yeah the it NBA was escalated. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know that it was escalated that much. It's just with the empty arenas, we can hear mm-hmm. everything, and so with us being able to hear these things, we're just picking up what they've been saying for years. Because mm-hmm. you hear about like Kevin Garnett telling Carmelo Anthony, "Your wife tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios," um, or telling Charlie Villanueva, like shit about his cancer there there are stories about these guys just going way too far gary payton's got got some stories that i can't remember off the top of my head but he was a huge trash talker Mm -hmm. there are stories about these guys going way too far with their trash talking and so this doesn't even really cross a line or anything i just to me jimmy butler got so much credit for talking smack to cat and i i feel like cat won the back and forth to me and i i just i feel like cat deserves that acknowledgement because he's such a quiet guy he's very low-key i think he's one of the most underrated stars we've got playing in minnesota surrounded by 19 to 22 year olds Mm -hmm. and go cat good for you buddy Mm -hmm. yeah you're absolutely right it's hilarious that we uh, we didn't really talk about this much off air just a few messages here or there but i completely agree with you like basically everything she said, I love Ant Man Anthony Edwards just sticking up for him, taking the question, like, you don't need to answer this bullshit. Um, and like he's like, This is the sport I played because it was easier on my body. I could have gone pro in a different sport that was way tougher than this sport. <laughs> and the way the way Edwards shut it down with it, this is what you want. You want us talking trash, you want it being mm. exciting. And it's just two grown men talking smack on the court. And that's all it was. It it was two grown men talking smack on the court. And I just really, it was a great, it was great theater. It was great basketball. And it, it's the stuff that makes you want to root for the NBA because now I'm going to have to watch all of the, all of the games where Jimmy Butler and the heat are playing cat and the Timberwolves. Yeah. 
yeah, now that adds to the what the what's the things that we have to, have to watch record and, and to watch later because you know I I too like Cat too I the Timberwolves it's been unfortunate with him I think D'Angelo Russell hasn't helped that team at all he's I, been he's been better than you'd think I they saw B-ball Index posted a tweet um, mm-hmm. like a week or two ago and it had like the top 25 players or something. Mm-hmm. And it had them rated by their spacing. So how good the spacing was when they were on the court. So like Gobert had the number one because he gets the best spacing. Cat was last. He gets almost no spacing on his team because everyone just collapses on him. And people aren't watching Minnesota play. So they ju- they don't understand just how difficult teams make things for Cat. Yeah. And how his teammates, they're, they're young, they're really talented. And as you can, you've seen from this l- last little run from them, they're figuring it out better. But it's still not ideal. And Cat is just the focus of all of the defense. Mm-hmm. He's not the Shaq type where he can actually overpower. He can get overpowered by the collapsing of the defenses. And Anthony Edwards, the way he plays, I think is a really good compliment to him because now the defenses have to worry about where Edwards is running around to, where is he slashing and Cat can unlock. He is a good passer too. That's not, that's something that doesn't really get talked about too much with Cat is he is a really good passer. Oh, he's an amazing passer. Yeah. They want him to score all the time so that, so he's kind of hasn't utilized it. But if you go back to the Kentucky team, like he didn't average at as many points as he could have. He was you, like, <laughs> you can you can see it now on some of these double teams. Mm-hmm. He'll have yeah. a cross court. He'll have he'll have two guys covering him, and he'll sling it around the double team across the court to a guy in the corner, only for the guy to miss the three. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that probably half a dozen times in the last two weeks from watching the Timberwolves games. He's he'll make passes in traffic. He can run the break. He doesn't just make like the two-handed passes. He can be dribbling and make live dribble passes. He's he is a playmaker and he's he might be the second best passing big man other than Jokic in the NBA. Is there a site that keeps track of missed assists? I don't know, but I would like to know. That that's As, I always wondered about that because every time I play 2K, I was like an assist point guard. I know it's I know it's a stat that gets tracked. I just don't know where to find it. Yeah, because some of the some of the formulas that uh, like B ball index will use for their playmaking stats, it's Mm -hmm. assisted opportunities. Okay. And their formula, so it's not even whether they get the assist or not. It's whether they get they pass out to a player who takes a shot that's an that's Mm -hmm. a good open shot is what they consider a good assist opportunity. Yeah, a lot of people have talked about the hockey assist becoming something because you pass to a pass, like the Lalo Lonzo. I don't know if that – I know – I'm sure that's being tracked. I don't know if that's public data anywhere. I know the yeah. screen assist, you can get that on NBA.com, which oh, is nice. another new one. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that's for the big men, like the Go Bears. Yeah, Go Bears Go Bears, um, screen assists. It's a bonus. Yeah. Ay- Ayton's high up there off of, with Chris Paul. Yeah. So that, those are good stats. I love that. I love, yeah. Um, all right, so that's really all we had to jump yeah. into for this little mini one. I just wanted to talk about the great beefs in the NBA. Mm-hmm. 
I love it. I think that's something we need to keep track of almost to try and make this more of a weekly thing where we talk right. about what beefs are happening for the week, a little 30 minute episode. The NBA rivalries. Yeah, NBA rivalries. And we'll get some other people on if they I think the I think the want. ringer the ringer used to do that and I think it was called uh was that what group chat started out as? Where it was just like four of them sitting around gossiping about what was going on on social media. Yeah, because group chat, and that's kind of where I got the idea for my that how I did our intro was how they would do it. Where it was like basketball was very good. It was like that female just saying random things that they said like the week before <laughs> on group chat. Well, I'm I'm happy to pick up the mantle where they seem to have left off on the social media side of NBA and the NBA, not even really social media, but NBA beefs and just yeah. things to watch for nice fun rivalry games maybe to look to mm-hmm. next year not this year because the season's over like we got the the season's over on sunday that's wild yeah so at, on sunday with the season being over you were telling me that games are in should be starting the last ones at three o'clock yeah it's been that time. yeah it's been reported that all of the nba games will start between i think it said 12 30 and three okay. or it might have just been noon and three but yeah so all of the games will start by 3 p.m yeah, so usually we record on a Sunday in the morning because that's usually the best time for us on Sundays. But this Sunday, we perfect timing. Trey can't record in the morning. He needs to record in the evening. I was thinking we would do that. Um, kind of end of the season pod, and Trey said, let's do an award show. So I think we'll be doing an award show. What kind of award show should we be doing? Just kind of the regulars and a little mix of what we extras? I mean, you can. I think we should do the regular awards so we all have our answers on wax. Sure. Yeah. We need to be held accountable for our, our predictions as the 76ers are getting ready to clinch the number one seed. Thank you. But <laughs> I think we should do like the top three for the regular awards. And then if you guys want to come up, maybe one award each. Sure. Um, and then maybe the next episode we can do like the all NBA and all defense teams. But like this next episode, we can look at the awards. And if we're doing it Sunday after that'll, the seeds will be set yeah. through six. Mm-hmm. So we can look at the matchups that are set and at who finishes seven, eight, nine, and 10 in what order mm-hmm. and how that might play out. So I think that, that should, that should fill us up plenty for Sunday. All right, so that's what we're doing, and that should be out on Monday for you, if not earlier. So keep your eye out. Set, Make sure to subscribe to Charity Stripe Commentary on all your podcasting platforms. You can follow Trey at Final Finally on Twitter, at Charity Stripe 23 on Instagram. We have the at Charity Stripe 23 also on Twitter. We have the Charity Stripe Commentary YouTube page. Subscribe to that for when videos go up. I know Trey's looking to cut something from this episode and uh, looking forward to how that's going to turn out. And you can follow me on Twitter at an angry white dad. You can hear me on that podcast. Uh, I've got an interview coming up this week with somebody from the UK. And then on Tuesday and Thursday, we tape Out of Bounds with the Z podcast about NFL. We've got some different things coming up. So be sure to check that out and have a good night. Talk to you later, Trey. Have a good night.
think Bazemore is getting like max amount of all extra 15 minutes from being a Under Armour bag guy. That's it. That's his claim to fame. Because he got Steph Curry signed to Under Armour. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, like that's how. Because he basically Under Armour pimped him out, knowing he was Steph Curry's teammate. Like they sent him free shoes, free stuff all the time. And Curry's like, holy shit! Like Baysmore is like a bench player, and he's like got more swag than I do. And that's how he got the meat. That's when he was like, yo. Uh, How's Under Armour? Because Nike was like all LeBron and everything. Right, I knew he wasn't. Him. I knew he wasn't happy with Nike. I didn't know how Under Armour got to him. That's not. Nice. No, yeah, there was an article years ago on ESPN. I think it was or The Ringer. I can't or Grantland. One of those three. I can't remember how long. And they basically talked to Baysmore and the guy at Under Armour that was like, it told the execs, he's like, if we pimp out Baysmore, we can get Curry. <laughs> and they're like, okay, do it. <laughs> and that's how they got the meeting with Curry because he held the meeting with Nike and Curry and Under Armour. And Nike was like, oh yeah, yeah, here's some shoes, whatever, whatever. And Under Armour's like, here's here's you becoming Jordan, our Jordan, right? Like, and yeah. I just saw the tweet. Um, so Bill calls him out first, right? He, yeah. he adds him and calls him out, and then in a second tweet. After somebody's like, uh, Bazemore's in the game, he don't even know about this. Bradley Beal said he go and find out because I know how to use the app button and then added him again. Like, just keeps tagging his ass. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm good. How's my level sound just before I start? Oh, you're good. Yeah. Okay. How about me? Am I all right? Well, now now you just fucked something up. Hmm? Oh, you're good again. Okay. It, it went all. <sighs> yeah, there's some. I gotta like. Yeah, that's why I type it out before. Because anytime I'm touching the keyboard now, it's like <laughs> in the recording and I'm all pissed. <laughs> Welcome uh, yeah. back, everybody, to the uh, Charity Stripe. Po- wow, I almost said out of bounds. Okay. Ooh, let's just cut that. Cut. <laughs>